Hello, this is Lowell Thompson with Learning with Lowell, a podcast that covers healthcare, biotech, anything science-related really, or anything that really fascinates me. I'm open to input on that. Any suggestions or advice, send them my way. Go to learningwithlowell.com and subscribe today. So here we have Ravi Teja, a man originally from India who moved to Australia and is putting experiments on the tip of a missile, firing into space, and doing some experiments with that. I hope you guys enjoy the questions I asked of him. And if you didn't, give me some feedback. I'm learning because this is Learn with Lowell, and I'm your host, Lowell Thompson. Thank you. I did my bachelor's in India, like uh, in two thousand. I finished by two thousand twelve. Later, I started my own startups there, uh, mostly, mostly. Helping with the PhD students with their projects on CFD, but I'm not happy with what I'm doing. So I want to pursue masters in order to get into the research and to have my own projects to be seen on live. Mm-hmm. I want to realize my own projects to contribute something to the aerospace field. That's why we decided to come and have my masters. And interestingly, all my bachelor's was in a um, medical campus. Like uh, they launched um, aeronautical engineering in their campus along with the medical students. So I was uh, with them like uh, for four years, studying along with them, seeing how the things are there. And at the time, even I'm a little interested in um, physiology and other stuff. And especially, I was completely. <laughs> blown out uh, like how much time the doctors are medicals are keeping in their uh, degrees uh, compared to the engineering students we took like uh, studying a very uh, no not too serious but they took it very seriously and yeah uh, 24 hours they was with their books but we are more of like in the labs and uh, going around the campus and that's kind of stuff but they always uh, intrigues me and then when come when i come here i found the same like uh, there is a medical campus also in my campus and yeah while i'm doing my masters and while looking for their projects especially on the cubesats to have my own satellite i want to know everything about the satellites from the designing stage to the build stage and then i thought most of the people are doing the satellites on the imagery or remote sensing things what differently we can do what is the other applications that we can be benefiting from the satellites? And then um, I had an few friends who from the microbiology department. And then we had a few discussions with them. And it's developed in uh, such a way for the period of uh, three to four months. It's not like a, just a, at a snap for uh, one day. Mm-hmm. Before that, uh, I used to look at both of them at very differently. Like complete aerospace engineering and completely... Medical engineer, biotechnology, actually bioinformatics to be specific. And then one day while I'm looking for my project's topics and the project list which is given by the university is not like uh, interesting at all. So I want to think of uh, doing my own project. And at the time I want thinking of doing it, like uh, proposing my own project, I want to come up with a proposal. So while working on the proposal, it just got all together, like uh, stitching these things together. So, yeah, you can say 
it developed slowly but mm-hmm. the idea and the proposal this came at the time of uh, before proposal deadline actually a uh, little bit of procrastinating <laughs> and from idea stage to convincing all the professors my friends to do on this projects yeah it went from there to now what we are seeing the new startup under the name research sat in australia developing this uh, micro habitats like experimental setup for the microbiology research in the space Mm-hmm. and this time we are aiming to do for a antibiotic test and a bac- bacteria growth test like a 3d culture 3d cell culturing mm-hmm. which have few benefits in a biofuels and bio mining along with the pharmacy companies and we are interested to deal with this non conventional applications rather than conventional pharmaceutical company applications so that's how like um, in one year it came from the idea stage to having an a complete prototype and now we schedule the launches in the august and september and we will be launching uh, by september to the suborbital of uh, altitude 15 kilometers around 15 kilometers and most probably we're going to get some interesting results have to see how it goes mhm and recently we yeah it sounds exciting yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. And especially we learn a lot while uh, developing the engineering uh, product for the uh, biology sciences. There are many issues and even we can't easily do the experiments on the microbes also. It should have certain um, you know safety levels that has to be maintained with the microbes. Mhm. Yeah. We successfully done the ground experiments so now we are confident like we can go on we can launch these microbes into the space and see what they happen what what happens to them do you have any predictions on what will happen or is it just kind of like a, an open book it could be anything um for the 3d culture like uh, after doing the literature survey on this we found out that the nasa already sent few samples into the space and doing the experiments with the help of astronauts but one thing with this uh, with this method is like it's so expensive and it consumes a lot of astronaut's time and we need to even train the astronaut before he is going uh, leaving from earth so what we are doing developing is completely remote experiments which can be performed remotely from ground and one prediction in the 3d uh, culture like a 3d culture is uh, the surface area which we are developing for the microbes will be more compared to what is on earth the for the same microbes and we want to use this effects uh, in order to increase the productivity in the biofuels and uh, bio mining cases and mm-hmm. it, they are also getting more resilient to the environments because of the mutations from the extreme environment from the radiation and the temperatures this may help us for the bio mining researchers to get the microbes uh, like one of the problem with the micro like bio mining is that the microbes is die off very quickly in the harsh environment so i have to see how much resilient it can be forms and it's more of a primary research so that's our expectations for now mm-hmm. on the antibiotics we want to see like how they gonna mutate and how much resilient it will be have we already found out that there is certain uh, resistance development in the microbes in the uh, microgravity and we want to quantify it with uh, with our bacteria actually like a before it's more of a e coli bacteria 
and now we want to do with a different bacteria and virus so I have to see how it goes mm -hmm. what how many different disciplines of people are on the team like you got the microbiologists you got the, the people who kind of have some design yeah. experience so like what are, what are the different types of people on the team uh, for now, it's kind of uh, three people. One is on administration side. The other one is me on aerospace. Um, I took care of all the designing and the stuff, concept and designings. And there is microbiologist who works on the microbes to analyze them and to perform them. They're like a different experiments. Mm -hmm. And he's the one, he's kind of an, a guidance for us, especially he's the main, you know, he's kind of an, a customer for us, you can say, because... It's more of their requirements, what they want to do in the space. And interesting, uh, like uh, some of the interesting projects we gonna take, like the field projects or uh, uh, space centrifuges, we can say. Mm -hmm. Like having any centrifuge in the space to isolate the genes from, uh, you can say, I'm not sure about the word, like it's kind of a medical term. Or biological term, you know, they are very uh, difficult to pronounce those things. I don't want to jeopardize that. But the thing is, like, it helps us to differentiate two fluids, two fluids of different thickness, which helps us for the researchers to analyze them. But the problem with the centrifuge in the space is, like, uh, because of this um, angular momentum, though we have an, a rotating body inside it, it causes the the entire thing to rotate it. We need to conserve those uh, angular momentums and it has other difficulties. So that's one of the project we are interestingly looking into it and how we wanna incorporate very thin compact uh, uh, space centrifuge in the satellites that can be useful to do the perform the experiments. And also an accelerometer like to, as in a shaker, you can say shaker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, in common in a, in a common language, we want to put a blender and a blender shaker and a what more is there? Yeah, for now though, <laughs> those are the words that, that come into my mind. Yeah, we want to put compact blender and a shaker in the space mm -hmm. to work on the microbiology experiments. If, uh, if we think of kind of like, uh, keep with analogies of like the kitchen, is there any yeah. other, um, which I, I really like, uh, is there any other appliances, so to speak, that you that you see down the line that you want to add? Like, you know, if you could kind of like open a window in five years, what type yeah. of what type of kitchen would you want to have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are considering these experiments as a recipe, actually, like a cooking cooking a new bacteria or a new medicine from them. Uh, I mean, the heat source is the sun, like we can use the, that anytime as mm -hmm. per the temperature to control the temperature and the radiation. That won't be any problem. Um, what more we can have? Yeah, nothing at the moment. Like I don't get anything in mind on the kitchen analogy. <laughs> Yeah, which, which is which is fine. I think the the blender, um, you know, the centrifuge is yeah. is always a, a critical one. Yeah, there was a an interesting TED talk where there was a, a guy who made a, like a really cheap uh, centrifuge, and I, I can send it to you if you're interested. But yeah, the it, for, uh, floor 
Foldscope team, I think. Oh, yeah. um, no, I, he was a, a guy who was using it to test different malaria strains in Africa. It costs like 50 cents yeah. to make. Oh, is that the same guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same guy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. But that won't work for us, actually. That's a problem. Because of the... Yeah, center... one of the factors is the gravity and then the, the humans are working on it. We want to work it with remotely mm-hmm. with very less uh, moving parts. So that's the mining challenge. Yeah. To remove as much... Uh, <laughs> instruments as possible and make it as a simple compact design functional design mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i have gone through that and even there are kind of an inspiration for us also when it comes to like paying for things are you, are you like grant funded or like how does not now like um, we developed the the entire prototype from our college funds from the project funds mm-hmm and now we are looking for the grants and um, raising the seed funding for our company so that we will be functional and those things. But fortunately, we finished the prototype, uh, like the entire product to launch into the space. So that won't be any problem. That's completely personal from our pockets just to prove our credibility before going for any big companies to ask for money. Makes sense. You know, it's kind of a chicken and conditions, uh, chicken and situation, mm-hmm. chicken and egg situation, where if you approach the companies to for the money, they will ask for credibility. And in order to achieve the credibility, we need to launch that. And in order to launch it, it again costs the money. So it's kind mm-hmm. of an elude thing. Mm-hmm. So for now, from our pockets, we are putting the money to break that cycle and then we want to approve ourselves, get the results and then approach them. And uh, since the market is very uh, lim- limited market, actually, it's a very small market concentrated on the, only the researchers, that's uh, one of the big problems for us to convince the researcher, uh, to convince the investors, actually, to invest in our company. But we are looking for uh, clients, actually, for as a mission clients. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, looking for the pharmaceutical companies and biobanning companies who are interested to do space-related testings for their research. Because okay. there is a different cases where it was beneficial for them. So we want to advocate those things for, and we want to pursue them. Yeah, have to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds very exciting. And it might be, you know, like you're saying, like the chicken or the egg situation, like once you have the capability to like meet some needs, maybe like kind of opens up its own little tiny market and like kind of grows it. Yeah, yeah, that's I, true. Because you said that they did bacteria stuff, like experiments in the past, but there, there's really nothing going on right now, or did I miss here? Uh, there are a few companies, like a Space Pharma is one company, and the other companies which are facilitating the experiments, but not like uh, undertaking any missions. Uh, but Space Pharma is undertaking the missions and providing the facilities for the researchers to work on them. So that can come close to us. And yeah, the market is a big and it has more potential in the next two to three years. I mean, from starting two to three years, and mm-hmm. we are kind of early starters, you can say. And um, the space for is even super early, and even they got like uh, some fruitful equipment. So it's kind of an even beneficial for us, like what they are doing, because uh, it seems there is some viability for the product and for the market. Like, we are not uh, just a crazy bunch of uh, <laughs> uh, engineers who are interested to send something into the space and see what happens. Mm-hmm. It's not like that. 
uh, there is a viable in for um, business like where they are making money out of them and it's more of on a reputation purpose also like they are pushing the boundaries the, even the pharma companies are putting uh, pushing the boundaries in order to find the new um, gene mutations and the new medicines for the normal serious problems in on earth for the health purposes and for from them this non conventional uh, applications like uh, biofuels for the biofuels and uh, biomining that are mm-hmm. the additional benefits for the companies one problem with the biofuels is the production rates like while processing and to extract uh, like a more quality fuel from them from the plant based uh, biofuels so what we will be using like uh, we will be mutating the bacteria to be more aggressive and to be a more size so that leads us to have a more high quality fuel with uh, high production rates that's what we are looking for we are aiming for yeah we have to see how it goes mm-hmm. well it's, you were saying basically this upcoming year you're going to know whether or not it's going to you know be viable or not so it not yeah. too much of a wait um, how, um yeah go ahead how do you i mean how maybe this is a silly question like how do you contract a rocket i assume it's a rocket like how do you guys get into space and how would you go about like do you just call someone up and like hey we want to put something on the tip of a missile <laughs> like how did that process go <laughs> uh, the thing is there is a lots of momentum in australia right now like most of the people want to send their own uh, satellites and the rockets into the space and to see can say it's kind of an accommodation to elon musk kind of stuff Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a uh, private companies and even the government companies they are looking to send like now it's getting in a little cheaper on the launch cost actually and there are the companies which are uh, sharing the, the spaces like they will buy in a bulk of 100 to 125k kilos from the either launchers uh, spacex or nasa or even esa or nexus or even from istrom and then they will uh, distribute that loads for the other researchers selling like a per kilo or two kilos and they will charge as per kilos mm-hmm. and like that in, uh, here we got an opportunity with uh, newman space there's also a pretty new startup uh, they are developing the new type of arc thrusters and for their thrusters they want to test it and uh, they had an attire with the airbus for 125 kilos and they want to sell me one kilo and we bought one kilo from them and apart from that they uh first two launches from the space ops and uh, uh, gilmore aerospace those two are the the two startups which are working on developing the rocket launches like the rocket itself mm-hmm. uh, gilmore aerospace working on a hybrid fuel like semi solid fuel and um, space ops is working on the liquid fuel technology in order to send the rockets into the space space ops will be sending to 5 kilometers for initial test in the august and gilmo will be sending into 15 kilometers uh, in september around september they already started a few test launches also they are successful test launches with the gilmo aerospace mm-hmm. so we had an a few conferences around the australia like uh, discussing on the space forums and what would be the face, uh, space features and i had an opportunity to have an, a discussion with them and uh, to pitch my satellite idea to them and they also take interest in it and they want to send this thing into the space and see how they gonna have it at very less cost so yeah i can say um, i can say that i am fortunate to be in the right time right place mm-hmm. 
that's how it happened in this time but now most of the thing uh, like uh, companies the uh, launch companies have opened for the satellite um, developers or manufacturers to send the satellites in their lands actually we were the clients like uh, from mars we will make the money so as i said we can just pick up a phone and call them and ask them is there any available space in the satellite in the rockets to send this our things into the space mm-hmm. and now there's a new startups and new companies coming along so that won't be big an issue in the future we can get a launch in the next in the time of 3 months it's good to hear at least a launch in 3 months if uh, so after this year do you kind of like know what you're going to be doing like next year or is it kind of like a this year first and then kind of assess and after that yeah like uh, what the things we are sending is kind of a primary experiments uh, for a mission in order to have an a complete research on a, any bacteria it going to take at least uh, six uh, launches like a uh, six experiments that has to be sent into the space this is of our primary estimation even we don't know how long it, uh, how many it gonna be and as i said we are not just uh, developing the complete setup only for a simple uh, growth experiments or antibiotic test experiments but we are also developing the technologies like this the centrifuges the shakers which can increase the scope of our experiments so then we will uh, uh, investigate a new things in the space if you had to kind of like restart and zero you have amnesia and you want to kind of like yeah. get back to where you are today like what type of things would you do to like gain experience and knowledge to kind of put yourself on the footing to be able to do the cool things you're doing today uh if it is total amnesia mhm then i'm not sure what i'm going to do <laughs> because i need i need to have some start right <laughs> but if it is a partial and you can say like if i want to start from the scratch with all the knowledge which i have then i can say i can go from deciding what to do in the aerospace field how i can contribute to that field and what are the current trends that i can look into it and what are the things that was overlooked in the past it's more come from the experience of being in the field just curious about the field something will be strike us and then i will pursue that thing it need not to be only the satellites even it may be the rockets or it may be the stealth flights whatever uh, like uh, at the time and based on what our thoughts and once we decided on what we want to do then this process will be the same like the startup process these days um, having an, a new start is not an a big deal like um, we can start something and we can test it first and if it is working well like if there is a nice appreciation around in the market then we can pursue it in like a full time with a full committed people so i think now with the available social media and other thing uh, things like a support from the communities and the people it's not an a like difficult thing if you are decided to do it if you are committed it like the things will be of flow on but i'm saying it's not easy thing mm-hmm. it's the it's a hard like uh, to stick it together like while there are the other things pulling us back but still like if you are committed and uh, stick together and yeah pursue it further some results will turn out makes sense when is there any like three or like i don't know like one to three type of like books 
or resources that you would encourage someone to read to learn more about the field that I mean like more about you know space mining or or that type of thing is there any like books like that that like not an aerospace engineer might read to learn more about <laughs> you mean to say in the aerospace field or on the startup section which area uh, just the motivation thing I'd say both. I'd say like uh, how would aerospace like on the technology sense, like how to learn more about it. And then the startup sense, like how to kind of do what you were doing. Is there any, if, if you, if someone came to you and said, Hey, I want to do what you're doing and could you recommend some books? Like what books would you recommend essentially? If there are any. Uh, if it is technical things, it's more of like if they have, if they are interested, they will just dive into the uh, forums, engineering forums, and YouTube videos, there are a lot of YouTube videos explaining the things that how they work. So that won't be a much difficult. And from there, they're gonna de- dig deeper and get into pure technical stuff. Like there are a few books in the technical from the NASA and even from the uh, AIAA. Mm-hmm. I usually prefer AIAA books, more of technical things. So if it is not technical for the aerodynamics on the aerospace, I can suggest like I aerodynamics from physics perspective like understanding aerodynamics uh, from physics perspective i don't know i can mail you i can send the messages on the books mm-hmm. uh, but if it is for a person who want to do something with his life and he want to um, get a little motivated or things and which can be either into the like whatever field he chooses then i will strongly suggest in a book like which kind of a game changer for me to change my perspective on the life especially it gives me the taste of life actually um the book is uh, by richard feynman it is the name itself is like uh, you are surely joking oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the book yeah i've heard of that book I, I haven't read it uh you must be surely joking by richard feynman yeah i i, I hear yeah. it's really really good yeah this is the best book I can recommend it for anyone. It completely gives like how we one should enjoy the life actually. Hmm. I'm definitely so adding it. Just like, yeah. It's uh, it's on my list, but I'm gonna bump it up more to the top so I can read it because it, it it it's definitely. And once you start, you even you can't put it down. It's more of a kind of an, a conversation rather than an, a book of writing the thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's more of conversation. Even the book itself was wrote in such a way like uh, while Feynman was uh, talking with a narrator and he records everything and then he typed everything as he is saying. So it's more of a conversation basis, like a story. So Mm -hmm. yeah, once you get it, you can easily go through like 75% of the book easily. I'm probably going to pick that book up next. (laughs) I'll, I'll go grab it from the library. It's hard to get the hard copies these days. It's just like a old book. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm old school. I'll, I'll do the. I do hard copy as much as I can, even though ebook yeah, is just really yeah. convenient. Um, yeah, I'm fan of hard books. Well, I think yeah, I think that you answered all my questions. Honestly, if there's, uh, what's a good what's a and I'll uh, what's a good way to keep up to date on communicate? On the, yeah, on, no, on the on the things that you're. I know you have a website, but is there any other way to kind of like see the type of stuff that um, you're working on? Actually, we are more active on the LinkedIn. LinkedIn? Yeah. Uh, even our site won't give you much of the details on it. Uh, it's mostly on the LinkedIn. Like, we keep regular updates on what we are doing with and stuff. 
so i recommend to like a join us in the linkedin on the company profile and even we can send me an invitation like uh, i can add you into my network and i will send you the details and we are also planning to have an, a newsletter and these days we had uh, planning to develop a new software for the users to see what's exactly going in the space like to send the real time data for the users and especially for the backers who are interested to back in this kind of stuff so for them we are planning to develop an, a new um like uh, analyzed uh, in a simple terms it's like a microscope in the space that can send the real time data to your mobiles and you can see how the bacteria was growing in the space usually thank you for listening today please subscribe leave a review check out our website learningwithlol.com or join my mailing list i'm here to learn and share what i learn new episodes every tuesday new emails every monday and i blog on topics that i find fascinating